0: Hey, what's going on, youths? My name is Vinti St. Jean, and welcome to another episode of my podcast titled The Truth for Youth. I believe that today we have ourselves another interesting topic. The topic that we are going to be discussing is in regards to self-care. Have you ever experienced yourself feeling having no energy have you ever gone days where you just felt overwhelmed or just overbearing with loads of cares have you ever found yourself wallowing through the day almost fainting through the night and just seemed to be barely holding on well if you have been experiencing these symptoms I'm afraid you've been experiencing what I call a burnout and a burnout is the physical the emotional and the mental exhaustion of your body of your mind, and of your health. And if you've been experiencing this, then it means that it's time for you to practice self-care. And so join with me on this podcast episode as we discuss the importance of practicing proper self-care. A lot of times, as young people, we think that because we are young, we can do and handle everything. And it is often that you hear from older folks that I can't do as much as I used to when I was young. And while the truth is that as young people, our bodies and minds are naturally stronger and more capable of bearing responsibilities it still doesn't take away the fact that naturally we are humans meaning we have limits we can't do it all all the time you see when we were much younger kids as toddlers we would play outside all day play out in the rain all day, and run around the house all day, until we drive our parents crazy all day. And it seems that we could do these things day in and day out, week in and week out, and we would never feel some sort of hint of tiredness or of faintness. But times has changed. We are no longer toddlers and childrens, but now as young people, much of us have grown to be young adults and have children of our own. We're no longer playing in the rain, but we're trying to pay the rent for the roof that is over our heads that's keeping the rain from falling into our homes. We're no longer in kindergarten or in pre-K, playing in sandcastles and, and boxes, and sandboxes, but we are in high school, taking six to seven classes, much of which are honors, AP, doing community service, being active members on clubs and boards, playing sports, and participating in extracurricular activities. And then you have the college students who are undergrads taking a load of prerequisite courses and intensive classes in school programs. And let us not forget the graduate students who are taking entry exams, internships, practicums, research papers. On top of that, working, parenting, and not even to mention, helping our friends and families on the side where they ask us for favors with all of these responsibilities. It is no wonder that burnouts are common among the young. And the truth is that if we as young people do not take the time to practice proper self-care, we will grow old before our time. We will age faster and our overall mental, emotional, and physical health will take a heavy toll. So, today I wanted to dive in on how we as young people can avoid burnouts by practicing proper self care. Well, in order to first practice self care, you have to know whether or not you are practicing self-care. Now, some people could be practicing self-care and not even be aware of the fact. So let's start off with the signs of knowing whether or not you need to practice self-care. So I came across this website, it's titled Harbor Light Hospice website, and I'll share the link on my description. And in this website, it shows us four signs of you experiencing burnouts. One of the first signs of you experiencing burnouts is you acknowledging stress factors at work. So it could be you walking into your day-to-day job or it could be you walking into the classroom and you constantly thinking in your mind about the daily tasks that you have to do it's you constantly rehearsing to yourself the dread of work the dread of school and the dread of burdens and responsibilities that you have to take upon well then there's the second step or should i say the second sign, where now you actually begin to start stressing about these things, and you begin to start worrying, and you begin to start experiencing anxieties. And then there's the third step, where now you start to develop negative coping mechanisms. So now you start saying things to yourself that aren't negative, you start uh, harboring negative thoughts. You start harboring negative feelings and you start developing a negative thinking pattern. And then there's the fourth where now it becomes a chronic stressor. So now you're chronically thinking about these things. Now you have fully developed uh, these mental wires of negativity And you are now constantly rehearsing the emotions of being stressful, the emotions of feeling overwhelmed, the emotions of feeling taxed to the point that you experience mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion, even to the point where you don't even want to work anymore. You don't even want to wake up the next day you don't even want to continue now here are some practical tips that i've been applying that has helped me personally in my experience with burnouts because i can tell you that i too have experienced all four of these signs in my life and I can tell you that one of the first tips that helped me was saying no. You see, just a little, in, just a little uh, something I want to let you in on. Naturally, I'm a people pleaser. And us people pleaser have a hard time of saying no to people. Every time I say no, I feel like I terminated a friendship. Don't ask me why, it's just a guilty uh, cloud that comes over my head. There were times friends and family members would ask me to do them favors, and I would always say, Yes. No problem. I got you. You know. You my dog. You know I got you. And I realized, the more I started saying yes, the more they started asking for more favors. Beware of people who do that. It's funny because they say just this one time and that one time ends up being all the time. And as a result, I would find myself giving car rides, going to the shop. And you know, especially in the Haitian culture, they perceive that if you don't have work or you're not scheduled to go to class, then you're free. And so on my day offs, it would be spent with me running errands for my mom and for my dad. Oh, Bento, can you get this? Can you send this money to Haiti? Can you go to the bank and give this money to your auntie? On your way from the park, can you stop by the store? Now, I don't mind helping my family. That is not the issue. I have no problem helping them. They took care of me. But it did get to a point where it started taking a toll on my mental, my emotional, and even my physical health as well. And I wasn't really aware of the fact so much so, but I began to realize that something was not right. And especially during the time when I was working at CVS, I had a manager who would often schedule me to work on my day offs, And there would be days on my day off where my manager would call me in to work. All because a coworker called out. Or all because a coworker decided to do a no uh, no call, no show. And this would be frequent. And I would find myself stretching myself thin and not having any time for myself to replenish. And slowly but surely, I started to feel that man, I felt like an old man. I had no energy. I could remember standing in a line, ready to faint, all because I never set aside the time to take care of myself. And I remember my sisters would tell me, Bintu, you need a break and you need to practice self-care. The first time I heard that word was from my older sister who's a psychology major. I never heard that word in school. And now, as a full-grown adult, I wish I learned that about it earlier and sooner. No regrets. Everything happens for a reason. But seeing how important it is to take care of yourself, it's something that I believe that should be taught in our schools. Now, our schools teach nothing. But eventually, they'll have no one to teach they don't start teaching self-care because it is affecting the well-being and the overall health of the young. The young are getting restless. According to the American Psychological Association, self-care is recognized as an ethic, an actual way of life or lifestyle. And so self-care is huge, especially in this coronavirus era where parents are becoming both teachers and parents to their children at home while working from home. So self-care is trending and there's a lot of awareness to it now than there was before. So first things first, one of the first steps in practicing self-care is setting boundaries. You are actually doing people a favor when you don't do them a favor. Because if you don't set boundaries and say no, you will burn out. You can take that to the bank even on a Sunday. Don't ever feel bad saying no. Because when you burn out, they don't suffer. You suffer the most from it. And when you burn out, not only do you put yourself in a position where you can't help others, but you also put yourself in a position where you can't help yourself. No one can take care of you like you. The Bible says, he that laboreth, laboreth for himself. For his mouth craveth it of him. Another thing, as long as there is people in the world, people will always have problems. But guess what? You can't always be there to help them. You see, you can help people, but you can't be their help. You can't always be the answer to their struggles, or the solution to their problems, and rescue to their call. Because you're not God. You're human. Only God can answer, whenever we call. Only God can help 24-7 without burning out. Only God can be there, wherever He is needed at the same time. And this is something that I constantly, even now, have to remind myself. I have to remind myself that, hey, I'm human. I have a limit. I can get tired. I can get exhausted. Another important thing about self-care is actually being aware of your limit, being aware of yourself, knowing what burns you out, knowing what makes you tired, knowing what drives you to be, uh, drives you to the point of exhaustion. And that was something that I had to continually practice myself was being aware, catching myself burning out. And believe it or not, they'll be fine. Say no to whatever they're asking you to do. Uh, tell them that you can't give them a ride today. Uh, you don't have to answer their phone call every time, you, you know, they call. You see, when you do that, eventually they'll they'll find someone else. And and, and about an hour or two later, you'll see them post a a, a happy picture. And if they get angry, well, guess what? They're not your friends. Also, too, self-care must be prioritized. Set a date and time to practice self-care. Whether it's meditation, taking a walk in the park, eating a wholesome and healthy meal, exercising, make priority for taking care of yourself. Because taking care of yourself is a priority. Personally, for me, I like to write because whenever I write, I think positive. And I always think positive because I'm always trying to think of something positive to write. Whether it's an inspirational on Facebook or Instagram or even my daily bread WordPress blog, by the way, you should check that out when you have the time. Writing puts me in a zen it allows me to replenish and it allows me to recharge and have some sort of energy, positive energy, flowing in to my day. I also like to run to the beach with my sisters, play basketball every now and then with good friends, or watch tourist videos on different parts of the world and globe. All of this helps me to reinvite positive energy. Because the truth is, work takes energy. It takes energy to help people, especially when you go out your way. And so setting aside time to recuperate and recharge is essential. Get it? Essential? Self-care is also a biblical principle. Jesus taught self-care. There were times in the Bible where Christ would work with his disciples in ministering to the needs of not congregations churches, but multitudes from every community. You see, Jesus was famous. Christ back then was like Michael Jackson back in the day, walking down the street and people running to him, getting out of their cars, dropping their shopping bags, leaving the side of their husband, and running to him. This is the kind of crowd that came to Christ and his disciples were always with him. Jesus lived a very busy life. Now, can you imagine a crowd like that coming to Christ and Jesus telling his disciples to meet their needs? We're talking families from every neighborhood, the homeless, the sick, the poor, the rich, the middle class, the low class, the educated and the ignorant, the religious and the secular. Christ commissioned his disciples to meet all of their needs under his expense. And this was a daily matter. So, of course, they would need to practice self-care. And Jesus, being the compassionate and understanding and gentle Savior that he is, understood this. That is why he would often tell them, come ye apart and rest a while. Christ would often take the disciples from the hurrying multitudes the hustles and bustles of life into a secluded retreat where they could hear his words and be refreshed from above. They would behold the scenes of nature and be greeted by the songs of birds, fanned by the bliss of the winds, and mesmerized by the scenes of nature that pointed them to their creator. And from this experience, they would be revitalized and rejuvenated and recharged to go back and carry on the work. And God calls the youth to do the same now, today. Because God is a caregiver. The Bible says, cast all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. In the book of Isaiah, it was prophesied, by his stripes we are healed. The chastisement of his peace was upon him, and the government would be upon his shoulders. Take time in prayer. This is one of the most biggest, biggest steps in practicing self-care, is prayer. Talk to God and let all of your worries and cares fall upon Him. Ask Him for the strength to carry on day to day. The Bible says that the youth shall grow weary, but it also says that He gave strength to the faint and they that have no might, and that we should run and not be weary. That is why God set aside a time for us to practice self-care, and it's called the Sabbath. In the book of Genesis, God created the world in six days and rested on the (laughs) Sabbath. God practiced self-care and he calls us to do the same. The pursuit of wealth, keeping up with the lifestyle of the world, whether it's working from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., or from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m., taking care of a newborn while also attending to an ill loved one. Young people nowadays are growing up real fast and the older we get, the more responsibilities we bear. God sympathizes with this and calls the young to hold on to his strength and lean on his might. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my burden is light and my yoke is easy. My spirit is lowly and you shall find rest for your souls. You don't have to be young and restless. You can be young and rest in him. All you must do is prioritize your self-care. Set your boundaries. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to stand for yourself. And also beware of the signs. Beware of yourself. Practice awareness. Know when you start feeling uh, exhausted. Know when you start feeling like you're losing energy. And whenever you feel that way, catch yourself. And set yourself aside and practice self-care. And most importantly, lean on God's strength. The better you practice self-care, the better you are in a better position to take care of others. And most importantly, yourself. My prayer is that you will grow strong and become useful, productive members of society. In a way that will point them to the God above from whom all blessings fold. Because if you don't have energy, then you're not able to give your best work. And if you're not able to give your best work, then you're not able to give God the best service of your youthful life. And so my prayer, young people, is that you continue to take care of yourself. Is that you remembered your needs. And remember, self-care is not selfish. Self-care is selfless. Because when you take care of yourself, as I said before, You put yourself in a better position to help others to be better. That is all that I have today. And I pray that you were encouraged. And always remember, God will take care of you. Practice self-care and teach someone else to do the same. Goodbye. And until next time.